welcome back to Take Time with Maeve Atchison. I hope you all didn't miss us too much uh, with the last week's episode. I have decided to go for an every second week format based on your guys' feedback on Instagram. So um, I hope you weren't waiting too long and intensely over the last week. I am very excited to be back with my lovely guest this week. She is a writer, a stylist and a vintage wearer extraordinaire, Irene O'Brien. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's so like, because, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and it always sounds so warm. I always, it sounds like you're smiling and now I can actually see you. And you're like, you're so happy to be doing it. I'm smiling. I wish everyone could get a little bit of camera action. <laughs> I'm like, I am. I'm always smiling. It is, that that is what's going on. But I hope that uh, that introduction did an okay job. I wanted to be like, Irene is your one off the telly if you don't know. <laughs> So I was almost so like, I haven't seen her in a while. What happened? Rap. <laughs> yeah, COVID. COVID happened. Um, I wanted to be like, you may know her from such TV shows. As. <laughs> but myself and Irene, um, well, you know, myself and Irene are chatterboxes, which you'll find out. We've just been chatting for like half an hour already. And um, we may as well have been doing the podcast. But we wanted to talk a little bit today about confidence. Um, and I thought it was a really interesting topic for us to discuss together because myself and Irene would both be quite outgoing women. And I think, you know, that would be considered to people as quite confident women, um, which I think is not always the case. So that's kind of why I wanted to chat to Irene together. Uh, would you agree with that, Irene? Confidence and outgoing personalities are not always hand in hand. Like one zillion percent. And I think that people, and, and, and people that know me would say, like people that would be really close to me would know the things that like my knees would be knocking over and I'd um you know be in a situation and afterwards I'd be going oh my god I only said that and like you know constantly carrying watermelons and I'm just like you know everything I did is replaying in my head or or I really have to psych myself up and like I'm dying on the inside about something but I suppose I I I I'm that but I also am outgoing so I suppose I do get to disguise it um, and sometimes that's half the battle but sometimes I you know way overcompensate then and that's when I start cringing and dying inside afterwards and so like my sister or my husband or you know close friends would like know and they'd just be laughing at me afterwards but and, and they'd know the way I'd be going on but I think you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because you are outgoing and um, and it's funny being outgoing as well because I think a lot of outgoing people can see kind of shyness in other people and maybe try to compensate for them because they even though you're not feeling confident about something, you want to almost aid them or assist them or, get, you know, kind of um, minimize any awkwardness for them in a room too. It's a really weird thing, but and that's when I think I go totally OTD. <laughs> that's so true. I do all of that. So it's like, while it's lovely that being outgoing does disguise it, because sometimes, like, show, like I suppose, gaining confidence, sometimes faking, it's like fake it till you make it and you'll you'll get it. But sometimes you feel like going to people, I am faking it. You know, you don't want people to take it for granted. You're like, I do find it hard, like, but I'm trying. And then I do the exact same thing. Then I overcom um, overcompensate and people are like, she's so confident. I'm like, I'm actually not at all. And then I also do that where I'm like, oh, that person, this might be awkward for them. So I'm going to like talk loads to try and like save them from this situation. And then afterwards, you're like, you think about that for the rest of your life because you're like, I'm mortified myself. And you're just like, why didn't someone stop me? Um, but I think like we're, we're probably both extroverts as well. And I was thinking about that a lot. It's like 
extroverts are, are kind of mistaken for just being confident. It's just like you assume that, but that's not necessarily true. And I think because extroverts, like we get our energy from being around other people. So that kind of makes us even more excited and even more bubbly. Um, so again, people, you know, and sometimes I think people who come across like that get the odd com- comment about how like, oh, that'd be no bother to you, sure, you know, you have such confidence. And it's so flippant and you kind of, you're almost like, that's not true. I wish you knew that, you know? Yeah, and the thing is, and you don't want to go around going, no, I'm not really, I'm not really confident, you know, because, you know, so many people are like, uh, I hear it so much, people are like, no, I'm I'm an introverted expert, or am I getting it the other way around or something? And then everyone starts out, and I'm like, really, guys, really? Is everyone? I'm not 100% sure about that. So, like, it's not like you want to start to say, but I'm really not confident, but, like, but then I don't know, like, does every person that we perceive as confident have, you know, a little bit do they die inside after an encounter and just like, you know, berate themselves for what a complete tip they just made of themselves in that room full of people or, but like, I don't think so. I cause I think I know a lot of people and I would know people that maybe do kind of a lot of front facing things. And I would meet them then um, in, in other times where, you know, let's say you were asked to do something and I'd be thinking, i like, I have this kind of policy of say yes to everything and then figure it out. Um, and it means that I spend so much time. I'm like the ultimate swan. In fact, I don't know if I'm the swan, actually. Maybe the swan that just landed. I'm still flapping a bit. Maybe that's really obvious. But like the legs are going 90. The mind is going 90. I'm trying to like think, how am I going to do this? You know, I'm writing down notes in a meeting and then Googling how to do it afterwards. Like that's how I spend my life doing it. But then there are people that I just think, and like probably more men than women, really, if I think about it, that just have the confidence. Because you know what's really interesting? I think some people take the confidence from just being asked. Whereas I feel like I've been asked because I've obviously tricked them into thinking something about me that is one zillion percent not true, you know? So, but then I suppose, like, like people would, you know, like Mel, my husband would say that to me, but they'd be like, but they came to you and they asked you. And I'm like, oh no, I must have played some mind game on now. <laughs> like they're good. They're going to find me out that I know nothing. Like that fear of like I don't know what they call it imposter syndrome these days. But it's just like yeah, I always have to remind myself of that. It's like well, if they thought of you for that now, like you know that's that's enough in itself. And you're like oh yeah, okay, that was nice. Okay, I need to think about that. Like it's the panic. But yeah, you're right. Look, this is not about being like we're not confident at all. But I think I think not. I think like the mistake with confidence is that people think. Irene, she's confident all the time. But I think the point is like, you can't necessarily be confident in absolutely every area of your life all the time. I don't think it's a personality trait. I don't think you're just like confident. Like I think you could be confident. And not like that. I'm confident in certain settings or on certain topics or whatever it is. But then there'll be other ones where I'll be like, oh my God, I'm drowning here. Um, and actually I was thinking about it earlier. So like the word confidence, it's like translated from a Latin word, which means to trust. So like self-confidence means to have trust in oneself. And I was like, that's actually so like beautiful. Like that's what it is. And it's like, if you think of it like that, even in your decisions, if you're making a decision about something, whether you're confident about that decision or not varies from like experience to experience. So we can't expect someone to just be like confident all of the time. But that's really, that's lovely actually, because then when you think about it, you know that to inspire confidence then is to inspire trust. So that actually is so true. So that does, and you know, there is, like I do always feel that when I'm with people, I really want someone to inspire confidence in me. And I know that someone just might be, you know, if you're talking about to them about a job or bringing them on for something like you nearly, 
people nearly do need to learn to fake confidence you know what I mean because um it is about instilling trust sometimes but that idea about having self-confidence I think that is where I that's how I know that I'm not a competent person because I would like I don't know if you're like this but I flip-flop between decisions like I can't make a decision to save my life from the very basic you know what to order on a menu and the minute I order it I'll think that I made the wrong decision and you know and but that is like just one example but that's a reflection of so many things and I do think like but if you're feeling kind of powerful or you're feeling like um like you've got this so I think when you're talking about a topic so when you when I know my topic I'm, I can feel confident about something you know when I think okay I, 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 I can't trick myself. I, I feel at my least confident when I feel like I haven't done myself justice in the kind of research or prep or something like that. That's if we're talking about, let's say, a work situation. Mm. But then I've had a really bad blushing issue for years. So like that really gives me away. I have that too. And you know what? Like it actually, I don't know if you get this. I'll like, so the makeup disguises it very well. But like if I start to go a little bit red and sort of blush, when I feel it, it gets worse. And then I'm like, you can all see it they all know that I and like sometimes it'll be for no reason like if I just feel like even if it's something that I is fine but if I just for some reason I'm feeling a little bit like iffy about it for whatever reason just start randomly going like blushing and you're like what is happening make it stop and it's a that's exactly it it's a self-fulfilling prophecy so like I remember going in years ago and I was going in to do some work with a magazine and then um the guy that I was with was like oh come in to some other people we're just gonna have a meeting about an event or something and I was like okay cool and then he walked back out and I, I found myself, I, maybe I was intimidated by something, but they started asking me just, ah, what are you doing? Whatever. And I started going red. I started going red. I started going, and I actually thought I could see beads of sweat on the people around me because I was radiating such heat from me. And then, of course, I didn't want to make eye contact. So then I'm looking away. And I, but like, I still will be just not enough to sleep. And then I go, oh, remember that time when I went so red? And there's people that were in that room that I still can't make eye contact with. That I'm Because I thought to myself, that they were like, and like, let's face it, Maeve, they were. Like, what is with that complete tit sitting there? Why is she here? And she's definitely not going to contribute something. And I didn't. And I turned completely mute as well. So like, I don't, that's, and I think, you know, um, like fair complexions obviously have it worse, don't they? So I used to, <laughs> I used to look up like, um, like getting to see if I could stop like could could you get something done to the veins in your like to the veins in your neck and then I think I read one time that a doctor got it done and died on the table or something so I was like mm. but it's really because there's there's periods in my life when that blushing just comes back and I think it must it's when I'm having kind of internal wobbles just overall you know but like I love being around confident people do you oh yeah yeah, and definitely, and like, I do think I'm confident in a lot of ways. I just think it's really interesting when you, like, pair back the, the just assumption that, like, I think a lot of people literally meet me and say, like, I'll have people say that to me, like, oh, that, that'd be no bother to you. And, like, you would never say it, but you're like, oh, actually, I will agonize over that for days. You have no idea. But you're like, you know, okay, cool. And, like, but, you know, it, it's, oh, it's just, it, it baffles me sometimes. You're like, oh, I am really confident in some ways and other ways not at all. But, how is that for you then? Like, I suppose, as I said, like it, confidence doesn't mean, okay, like, so someone might say, oh, you're not confident, Maeve, how would you do record a podcast? So that's like fair, but so this might be the same thing for you, but you know, you're on TV regularly or you're on stage, like talking at the end of a fashion show or you're on radio. Is that just become part of your norm because it is your job or would you still find levels of like having to really bring the confidence there or has that become kind of natural for you? Yeah, no, it's not. You know, it's so funny because I could be doing that 
weekly or sometimes like twice a week and uh, I was going to say bi-weekly but sometimes I get confused is that twice a week or every two I weeks? know I have to say that about the podcast because I said to my sister I'm gonna go bi-weekly she's like two a week I was like no like every second week <laughs> anyway oh I'm glad it's not just me I'm glad we clarified <laughs> so twice a week um I could be doing something like that <clears throat> excuse me and um I think, you know, it depends because if I'm representing, let's say a brand, then I'm going to have really done my homework on that. And I suppose the thing is like, let's say for a fashion slot on television, they are ubiquitous and there's, you know, we'll, we'll all be like laughing at each other, like how much day to night and desk to dance for really could one person eat in their wardrobe, you know? So I'm always thinking, oh, you know, like you cannot reinvent the wheel, but is there any little hook that I could find? And I spent ages thinking like, oh, what would this little hook be? And, and, and maybe it, Maybe it just sounds the exact same to everyone else anyway, but because I've spent time thinking about that and then trying to apply what I'll say about something, um, then I find that, that it's I, I will be nervous beforehand. And certainly I feel a huge responsibility to, let's say, the brand if I'm representing them or the producers that have to, you know, booked me for a gig or um someone that's emceeing or asking me questions at, at something. Like I feel a huge responsibility for them, but I think um you know, if, if I've prepared and if I feel like I'm coming in with a different angle, then that's when I'll, I'll be fine. And, and prepared as in kind of have little things in my head, like little kind of touch points, but not actually try to learn it off because then I'll completely just throw myself. But I kind of get into like a little bit of a flow state. It's, it's a funny one. And sometimes that happens when you're writing as well. And that's when I know I'm really enjoying it. It's nearly like you forget you're there, but that's a funny one as well then, because if I'm ever doing Mostly I do live TV stuff if I do anything and but and I but I used to do loads of pre-recorded stuff and now if I because I'm so used to doing the live, if I do pre-recorded stuff now, I get that thing of literally just not enough to sleep. And then I'm like, oh my God, what did I say? And I'm and I cannot think I'm just like, oh my God, what did I say during that time? Because I get so like like giddy sometimes on the TV, and particularly if you're chatting opposite a presenter that has you know whose energy you feed off and they feed off you as well you know that um you kind of get giddy and have fun and I think that makes for a better segment but at the same time I do think to myself wow you kind of really forgot where you were there didn't you <laughs> yeah and like I know that even I feel like that sometimes like if I've recorded a podcast or I've been on other people's podcasts more so because obviously I can listen back to my own immediately but I might have been like oh, that was so good high energy buzz 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 and then I'll be on a high afterwards for a little while and then it'll just dip and I'll be like, oh my God, what did I say? I was talking too fast. I was talking too loud. I said this, I said that. And I'll be like, ah, and then I'll just count down the days until the episode comes out so I can agonize it, agonize over it in detail and critique every second word. But it's, I get that kind of buzz like you must get when you come off live TV or whatever it is and be like, ah, oh, that went so well and we're having a great time. And then afterwards you're just like, oh no, this, this is going to come back to haunt me, but it's always fine. Yeah, it is always fun. I think, I, I think the thing about doing something live as well is that I always feel like, well, if you royally mess up, you're going to know within two minutes of leaving the set, you know, so in a way I prefer that. Um, but that's so funny. Because, so you would listen back to your podcasts, would you? That you, let's say if you were a guest, will you listen back to that? Obviously yes. Listen back to that. So I like learned like a lesson with that. The first episode I um, of someone else's podcast I was on was like maybe a year and a half ago. And I listened back to that. I came out of it and I was like, so excited. Listen back. And I was like, yeah, I'm happy with it. Then I listened to it like over and over again and agonized. And every, I was like, said this word, said that, said like, talk too fast, like, like lost my mind. 
And then the next one that I did, I had decided like, I'm, we're not going to go down this road again, Maeve. Like, you know what you're talking about. Remain calm. So recorded it. It was fine. Listened back to it once. It was like, you didn't fuck up. It's fine. And I just like, I didn't listen to it again. It's like, if you listen to it more than once, that's when you're going to start to like really critique yourself over little things you said or, you know, little things you got wrong in your own eyes. And the things other people wouldn't even notice. So that's been, seems to be the key for me. It's like, listen once know that you're happy enough to share it with people and not pretend that it didn't happen and then never again. Yeah, that's good. See, I think you do, that's like, it's good to learn from. Like I, I really cannot watch something back. And when I have to, like if I think I've messed something up or if I think uh, there was something really important I was meant to say and I didn't say and I have to watch it back. Like sometimes I'll just be like asking family members, can you please watch it and tell me if I say this? They'll be like, I mean, you're li-. or if I come in and something's on replay or something, let's say in my parents' house, you know, like, a replay of something the following morning or whatever you know random things are on yeah. parents house given time of the day um and then they're like oh sure there you are now coming on there I, I mean I'll just run out of the room like I can't stand it but actually it's not a good way to be because you should look back and then learn from it do you know but I literally I just spend all my time going yeah. well I think for me what it is it's like getting used to listening to it so like that if you randomly heard it then or if someone quote like said to you oh I listened to the podcast I really liked this bit. And then you listen back and you're like, oh my God, did I say that? Did I sound like that? Because I'm getting used to now being like, okay, that's what you sound like. This is what you said. This, And then like also because I would get feedback from people, you then learn when you watch it, like when you listen to it and you think, oh, I hate that I said that or I hate the way I said that. And then when you have someone else in your life tell you they really liked that specific piece, then you're able to go, okay, well, I'm being overcritical of myself. And then, but for me, it's been helping me remove that. Um, but it is funny here, like you forget what you say, like my mum was on the radio yesterday and I had listened to it live and I rang her afterwards because I knew, you know, that energy afterwards and I was like, it was great, la la la. She said, did I say this? I really wanted to mention, you know, X person. Did I mention them? I was like, yeah, you mentioned them twice. But you know, it just goes from my mind. She was like, can't remember if I even said it. And I'm like, you said it twice. Well done. You got it in there. But you're just the adrenaline. So you're like, I don't know what I said. I don't know what I talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that is, I, I can imagine, like, well done, Maeve's mom. I can imagine you, like, rooting for it. And when it is life, I'm sure there's, you're kind of like, when someone you love is doing something like that as well, like, you want to beam all of your confidence to them. Do you know what I mean? And just be like, I'm going to send you everything. Like, we don't need it for this little while while you're doing this thing. You know, you're literally willing them. Exactly. Like, um, but yeah, and, and and then I'm sure, yeah, exactly. She was straight away picking holes, being like, oh my God, did I say that thing? Yeah, exactly. Know? But like that, it's nice to think of that. Exactly. I would be willing to like love the confidence that you've got this for my mom. You just think there's people doing that for us then. So it's so funny. Like you forget that and you're like, oh, people do want you to succeed. People are really nice for the most part. And they, they all want that, you know. Um, but something I wanted to link in on was confidence in relating to styles and clothing. Because obviously you being a, a stylist, that's a big thing you talk about. Um, and you were speaking about it on Instagram recently and it just like really resonated with me. Um, so I suppose what does, what's the kind of connection between self-confidence uh, and clothing for you? To be honest, everything, you know, like it is why I work in any way with clothes um, because I really believe them to be transformative I, I feel like they are a tool that we have kind of access to every single day that can quite literally change the way we think about ourselves like quite literally change the way other people 
perceive us. So when we're talking about that, they're like, okay, like put the big smile on. Maybe my voice goes high pitched, but I'm going to be like all jazz hands or whatever. Like you can kind of, you can start by doing that with your clothes, you know? And, um, and you know, it's a funny thing because there's loads of people that I think think fashion where, you know, the discussion of style and things like that is really lightweight. And I understand not everyone's into it, but the fact is the majority of people wear clothes every day. So I think it's really easy to dismiss or underestimate the power of clothing. But in actual fact, if you think about it, if you think about, you know, something that you feel incredible in when you wear it and like everyone does have something, you know, that you just feel great. And just even if it's totally OTT or even if it's just a pair of jeans that just like finally it's like they were made for your body because like think about how many different body shapes there are in the world and we're all trying to you know buy into these same you know shapes and sizes so like how that instantly you you just kind of walk a bit taller and 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 you it, it's a little bit of armor that's almost like a group of pals that you enter in a room you know what i mean that you and and, and equally think about when you've something on that you hate like i think that that sometimes helps kind of resonates more with people when I say that to them instead of just the thing you love. Um, because particularly Irish people like, you know, like, oh, do you love that on yourself? Do you? Do you love yourself? <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's that, there's that whole, uh, like, you have to play everything down. Um, <clears throat> which I completely disagree with, by the way. I love when you give someone a compliment on some of their clothes and they're like, oh my God, I know I love it. I love so that. But I think the on the other side, like the amount of times I see people, hear people, I'm with people when they're in something and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I really hope I don't bump into someone. Like, I really hope I don't bump into someone. I can't stand this on myself. And they're fixing themselves all day, you know? Or or it's just like even the tone isn't nice on them and it washes them out and they know it, you know? And Or it doesn't fit well for whatever reason. It's, you know, they're bigger than they were when they got it or they're smaller than they were when they got it and it's just ill-fitting now or their body has changed for a million different reasons. Like, we, we don't just, our, our, our body changing isn't just waste. You know what I mean? So many different things happen in our bodies over the years. So the idea that we would put on clothes we hate one day for, for a million reasons, because like maybe because we say they're comfy, but you have to consider what you think comfort is because if comfort is okay, something that's slouchy, well, that's really different because comfort, you know, slouchy, fine. I get it. You know, well, you, maybe you want like a hug from your clothes, but comfort should be comfortable in your own skin, you know, mm-hmm. comfortable as, as an extension of that then in your clothing. So if you are wearing something on a day that you just feel, I don't want anyone to see me in this. I hate it. Or every time you pass the mirror or pass the TV or some shiny surface and you're like, Oh, I just can't stand this. Like, th- think how much Every time you clock that, which is so many more times in a day, by the way, than you realize, because it's actually rubbing against your skin. It's, it's, you're catching sight of it, as I said, or you're looking down at it, or you're, you have that awareness that you're wearing that all the time. You're giving your, there's negative self-talk every single time you think about that thing. And then when you go out, if you do see someone, you know, or something, you're already trying to make yourself smaller because you can't stand what you're in. So I, so I completely, you know, just don't accept that when people say clothes don't matter. And I'm not saying it's expensive clothes. I'm not saying it's glitzy clothes. I'm not saying you have to dress the same way as anyone else. Wouldn't it be so boring if we all did? But really consider, because the first choice you make in the day could be the most powerful choice and have the most powerful um, impact on how the rest of your day goes. So I think that we should just like give it a little bit more thought. And that's why I feel like 
it's not a, about a money thing. It's not about anything, but you should really go to your wardrobe. And even if you don't have time to go through everything, but think of the things that genuinely, you know, the jeans that either give you a muffin top or you think they do, or, you know, the top that you never really had the right underwear for, or, you know, whatever it is, like, just you're being cruel to yourself by putting those on you. And by, by you know, just our very nature, when we're feeling down sometimes, they're the things we still reach for. Because it's like we think to ourselves, well, that's, that equates to my feelings now. Um, which if, but if you don't have them in the house, you will have to find something else. And if, if you're going to the lowest rung or whatever it is, you know, and, and of, of things that you feel, oh, this equates to my feelings or this is comfortable, or I can just throw this on. But if it's something that actually fits you quite well and, and you wouldn't mind being seen in, well, then you're actually doing something kind for yourself that day, even if you don't feel like putting on makeup or doing hair, or maybe you never want to do any of those things, you know, but I just think that, um, it is, um, there's a, there's a, there was a study done, um, by psychologists and I can't remember. Oh yeah. Enclosed cognition. It's called enclosed cognition. And it is that idea about how clothes can completely transform our thinking and that they can just disrupt. And I love thinking of clothes disrupting. Um, and because, you know, if you think about like, even in history, you know, the, the kind of, if you think about different clothes during history that that people wore that became iconic and maybe because they were disrupting like even if you think like the slogan t-shirt or something like that that's quite literal but actually if you think about that with your own clothing and your own mindset like it's just like try to be nice to yourself you know just try to be nice enough to yourself that you take things out of your wardrobe that are taunting you. And I know some people are going to listen to that and think oh my god you're so OTT and that's such an exaggeration but like I just believe that. No, I totally get what you mean. And like, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this because how I was kind of like comparing it is, so like, I think like style and fashion, like people think are the same thing. And like, I don't think they, you know, they're not. And like, I think I fall into that trap sometimes of like trying to buy what's considered, like what's in fashion. And like, it, and it's not about that it doesn't suit me or whatever, but it's not my, I don't like it. So it'll be like, I'll be like, okay, that's what everyone's wearing at the moment. Or like, even some like some of my style is quite casual, but like, you know, I'll be like, oh no, I'm going out with such and such a person. I need to be dressier because that's the kind of vibe that they have. And I'll end up buying something. I'll wear that out and I will be so self-conscious that whole evening. And I'll be like, why didn't you just invest in something you like wearing and you would have felt confident you would have been happy. But because then I like that it's not about buying loads, but because I am trying to buy the pieces that maybe are not me and are a bit more, you know, like in fashion rather than like deciding if it's part of my style then I don't have as much of the, the kind of items of clothing that I would be comfortable in. And then I, that's why they end up feeling like they're not dressy enough because I'm like, oh, well, that's the top I'd wear any day of the week or whatever. Whereas really it's like, that's your style. That's what you like. Get a variety of that rather than trying to like feed into this other thing. Um, and actually like, I was thinking about this the other day, you know what, like, I don't know if anyone else gets this, this is just me. You know, if you wear something that's not really normally you right it doesn't mean that it's not nice in you but you might wear something that's just not really your style you're not that comfortable in and I I resonated with what you said about like you're fixing it if you feel like it you know you're pulling it down a bit or you're trying to fix it and if you go into a restaurant or wherever you're meeting people and they say oh my god you look amazing I love that effort on you and if you don't feel comfortable in it you, if you don't think it looks nice on you well for me anyway I'll be like oh my god like stop drawing attention to it stop commenting on it stop looking at it just pretend that I am not like I'm wearing a bin bag don't look at me whereas if they had said the exact same thing in something that I'm comfortable in I would have been like oh god thank you so much do you like it 
But if it's a thing that even if it is nice, but I'm not comfortable in it, I, I'm like, oh my God, stop looking at me. So why am I wearing that at all? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like people spend years trying to find their style, you know, and it is that thing of having the confidence of knowing like, I like that thing, but like, I, I like it on other people. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, when I first started styling, like I'm not a big shopper. I really, I, I shop based on, I, I wait until I absolutely love something. I wouldn't just go, Oh, I'm going shopping today. You know, I'd, I'd want something and then I'd visit it and I'd do all those things, you know? And then, but like that idea I would see the models in the clothes that I had styled them in. And then I'd be like, oh my God, I have to get that. But like, um, just, you know, newsflash, we do not look anything like, do you know what I mean? They had a good like foot and a half taller than me. And I was like, wow, these are so much baggier on me. I don't understand. Like, you know, like all around the ankles, having to turn everything up. So like that was definitely um, a bit of a, uh, a bit of an issue. What's that word when something's uh, a something hazard? Occupational hazards. But I, you know, I always think the most stylish people, the people that really catch my eye, it's not that they're in like the the most fashionable clothing ever. Like that's just not it at all. Um, and like uh, because I I really I feel like I really kind of um get inspiration from way older women as well. And I always wonder like, oh, did they always have that confidence? You know, did they always know how to dress? Or is that something that, you know, a gift from time that, you know, you just kind of get to know yourself. But like, I would go to, let's say lots of different events and there'd be people of all different styles there. And there would be loads of people wearing the latest fashion and they're all wearing the ubiquitous long floral dress because that's what's been in or whatever. But like, there could be someone that wears like their trainers and a pair of culottes and like a cool shirt and just like, let's say crossbody bag or whatever. And it is so them that they just own it, that actually, if you put them all on a rail together, everyone might overlook that outfit. But when you see it on that person, because it's their style, it looks so cool. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing cooler than someone embodying who they are, you know? And I think that thing of like, like trying to, you know, buy stuff because you think, oh, you know, I just need to fit in a little bit better or whatever. Like we need, we need to fit ourselves better. That's what we need to do, you know? So allow ourselves the indulgence of like, maybe just not going for the sparkly top that we think is more appropriate and just going, well, what if I like take that money and invest it and instead of the three sparkly tops, you know, that, that kind of, you know, those cool pair of like cigarette pants that I actually really like that maybe I'll, you know, spend a little bit more on better quality ones because then I'm going to have that for ages and they're going to look good with everything. But like, you know, it's a challenge and I suppose, you know, and, and, and fashion is made to be shiny and new and attractive. So we'll all buy into it, you know, so there's, you know, there's something to be said for that. But at the same time, if people don't know their style, I always think, you know, do try something else, like try to be brave. And sometimes I feel like even in our own wardrobe, like dress who you need to be today, not even who you want to be, but who you need to be today. And I think there'll be a lot of us that really need to try and give ourselves confidence and put on our armor when we're kind of going back into the world now. Like I know I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, was devastated when lockdown happened and I was wondering when everything was going to be normal and everything. And now I'm really struggling. I really genuinely am that it's all, everyone's fine again because I'm, I'm really nervous about it. And, and I do feel, I find myself now like thinking about, okay, I'm going to do this thing or whatever. And I know that I'm going to be like probably the most overdressed. I don't really believe in overdressed, but I'm really, yes, overdressed <laughs> um, person going anywhere because I know that I need that armor, you know what I mean? And I know, and it'll be all about the red lipstick and it'll be all about everything because I feel like that can be a treat to ourselves. But 
I do think, it, you know, clothing can be so transformative as well. So sometimes if you feel like you need to shake things up, like give yourself permission to try on that thing that you think is for someone else as well, because that's the other side of the coin, you know, like sometimes there's, oh, I, I'll wear this because I feel like I should to this event or I feel like that's fashionable. But then some people don't allow, give themselves the permission to wear things that they think are too cool or edgy or too bright or just if it's a little bit different from what they wear. And often for that very reason, because they'll wear something really cool that they want to, or, you know, something different for them that they wanted to do that because they wanted to change their energy but then like you're nearly like don't want anyone to comment on it because you're just you're trying it on for yourself do you know what I mean that you're like you look amazing like oh my gosh shut up um, so so there's there's power in 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 clothing in lots of different ways like that do you know what I mean but I definitely um I definitely think that's why I love chatting to um people like you know, a few decades on the clock and talking about, you know, what clothes have ever meant to them. And, and, um, because people will always remember what they wore at these really important times in their lives, you know, and I find that fascinating, you yeah. know, so, so how can people say that clothing is insignificant? I love that you said that because, um, obviously you did, you had a podcast and you did, but I loved the episode you did with your mom, um, in particular. And when you were talking there about getting inspiration, it just like sprung that into my head. And like, that's something that I think is so funny because like, I think like there's there's so many like to me there's just so many mums who have like lovely style and actually you know, my mum is getting a lot of shout outs today hi mum um but myself and a, one of my pals who she's actually a fashion buyer we were chatting the other day about kind of like mum style and you know I was showing her an outfit my mum wore at the weekend because I loved it she was like oh but your mum does she's such good style but she has her own style and like that is so true and like it doesn't you know I, I don't know if that's a generational thing but like before well of course there was like trends but they like I just feel like the older generation have like a style and it's their style and they own it and they find different pieces and like I just look at that I'm like oh that's amazing whereas I feel like you know people my age like definitely follow a lot more trends and then it's like it I think it takes people a little bit longer to then to then find out what their style is because they're like oh well, I like that but is that you know in fashion is that nice on me or whatever whereas it's like and I love exactly what you said but the people who wear what they want to wear you can just like see the confidence from them and it actually it, like it even makes the outfit even nicer. Like Louise McSherry was on um, an Instagram live the other day with Courtney Smith and she was talking about like how she used to try and dress, listen to when people said like to dress for her shape or dress for her size. And she said she fed into that for a while and then one day she was like, fuck this, like I'm going to wear what I want. So like when people would have told her like not to draw attention to your shoulders, then she started wearing like, you know, tool shoulder details because that's what she loves. And like Louise McSherry always looks unreal and like, I love that fashion that she has, but also like it looks amazing on her because she's comfortable in it. She's confident in it. She loves it. So it's like, we all need to do that. Well, and she's clearly then having fun with it, you know? And like, I always, you know, I used to get booked for things and they'd be like, okay, can we do things on apple shapes? Can we do rectangle and everything? And I'm literally, as soon as I hear the fruit, I'm dying inside. <laughs> and they're like, what are the fashion rules that everyone must have? And I'm like, oh my God, please book off. <laughs> like, I just, I can't stand it. I hate the idea of rules. I hate the idea. Like, of course there's things that, you know, yes, th there's different shapes, but like, sorry, you ran out of just your general bog standard fruit bowl there and decided, well, everyone's th those shapes that are within our little fruit bowl there and that's it. And it's just complete and utter bullshit. And of course there are things that flatter and everything, but until you put something on your body, like, you know, we can both be apples, but it doesn't mean that we won't both want to wear, you know, the same bloody tent dress. You know, it's just, it's just like, it's just so annoying to me. And I hate it. And that's why if I'm ever doing personal styling, I'm always saying to people like, 
I will never tell people what sizes I've picked for them because that, that will instantly affect how they feel about the clothes that I'm giving them. So I'll kind of try and measure it in my head. I'll ask them what they usually wear. And then I'm like, just please don't put on the, the size because, you know, there's there's vanity sizing on the high street. So people make things uh, what should be, let's say, a smaller size, a bigger size, because then you feel like, oh, my God, I got into this size. I'm going to buy it because you feel so good about yourself, even though it's pile of shite and actually probably does nothing for you anyway. And then the other side of that is like, if people don't want to buy something if it's a few sizes bigger but like maybe if you think about it like if you lined up all of your friends together and if all of them were a size 12 to 14 let's say like their body shapes are completely different to from each other you know so like it's just it, that's just madness to assume that people can tell us the rules and i i absolutely i hate when people are like um yeah just asking for any rules because honest god what like there's no rules in life sorry i, I didn't realize the rules out the window yeah, like what well, I have to like, I have to like observe these rules with things I'm buying with the old money that I spent that I'm going to hang on my wardrobe and put on my body. And I meant to observe these rules. Like, you know, it's all just absolute bullshit. It's been invented to make us buy more. <laughs> and like, I, they, I love that, but that's so true about the vanity sizing though. And like, don't even talk to me, it pains my soul. But like, I, I did, now, and I look, you know, I, I heard a blogger say on Instagram and like, it could have just been a flippant comment, but like, it's, it stuck with me. Like they were doing like a little fashion haul and they talked about, I don't know, do they, I don't know, do they return size or whatever, or maybe they bought two sizes to see which would fit better or whatever. And they were like, well, neither size fits and I'm not, so I'm not going up an extra size. It's basically like refused to like get the, and now I also get it. I'm kind of like, well, look, if it's not, if the sizing is wrong, that's a bit annoying. And also like bigger might be the wrong, it might be the wrong shape. And I get that. But it sounded to me as if it was like, for the point of, I can't say I bought X size, I'm not going to do it. I was just like, I would never. I really wanted the skirt and the next size up was going to work. I'm going to get it. Like, I just was like, what mentality is that like to have? Yeah, but that's funny because then, you know, when we're discussing confidence, you have the confidence to know, no, I just want the skirt to fit me. Whereas that person obviously is getting confidence, get confidence from a number that someone else has put on, yeah. you know, a piece of clothing. And and loads of people do that, you know. And you know, it's and it's that idea of when people hang on to like like jeans that they've had for years and years that they're never gonna get back into because they it, it will signify something to them when they do. But you know, if that goes on for years and every day you open this wardrobe and the first thing you see is a pair of jeans that you can't fit into and that you're still striving to get into, that is going to equate in your head a lot of mornings as something you're failing to do every day. So I'm just like, like honestly, if they're, if they're worth that much, sell them and save the money and get other jeans like down the line, you know, because I just think um, uh, it, it's it, it, like what we choose to... Um, put ourselves in or look at in our wardrobe or what story we tell ourselves about that is the story we're telling ourselves about about ourselves you know and um, the narrative that we're attaching to kind of our body and our shape and it's just like god there's enough going on in the world really that's so true that's literally like that's something that I always say it's like that's the banner you're putting over your life so you know if you're telling yourself that every day you're then going into the world going to whatever it is if it's working whatever you do with your day you're going into your whole day with that banner over your head and it's like we don't want that. Less of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You literally have to consider that the way you speak to yourself and listen, I mean, I have, I have to try and learn and practice what I preach, but, um, but, uh, but I do kind of, um, observe it with my own wardrobe that like, think about if, if it was you look, observe, watching your best friend and how she's engaging with her clothes and what she's telling herself, you know, and just, yeah, be nice. Yeah. I love that. Be your own best friend. 
Well, You're around I could talk to you for another like two hours, so I will have to leave it there. Before we go, is there any like final parting you want to leave us with about confidence or clothes? Or do you think you've covered it all? Style rules. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> any um uh be whatever fruit you want to be. <laughs> um and no, I would just say, you know, like think about those people that that kind of exude confidence in, in, when, and, and in their clothing and look how they're wearing their clothing and kind of consider that, you know, is it that they're actually, um, they're feeling good because they are representing who they are and that they're being kind to themselves. And, you know, I, I will just say, I know I have to get off, but I will just say, you know, when you were saying, you don't know if it's because um, like uh, women of older generations kind of, what is it that they just know their style as well? But, you know, they didn't necessarily, I don't know how old your mom is now or anything like that, but like, you know, the, the abundance of um, things that are on sale now and the choice and the choice with online and the choice with, um, you know, uh, bricks and mortar stores and everything means that people are seeing so much and they're consuming so much and everything. But like, I don't know, like I know my mom, she bought clothes she absolutely loved and she cared for those clothes. And I think that there's kind of a lost art there. And I feel like, so just considering that thing, doing your clear out or whatever, but when you're buying something next, like love it, like kind of get a crush on it and leave it and think about it and then go back to it and know that you really love it because you have earned your money really hard to be able to buy it. And someone has worked really hard making it. So let's respect the whole process. And then when you buy something that you love, you will care for it. And by caring for your clothes, you then enjoy wearing them and you find many different ways of wearing them. And that's why I think sometimes women of a certain generation look like they exude confidence. It's because they've gone through that whole process and they don't see clothing um, as disposable. And I think that if we can shift one thing in our head, maybe it's that. So maybe if we just start buying a little bit less, but really buying something that we absolutely love and like get kind of excited to wear. That's so true. I love that. I mean, I'm like so motivated to go and look at my wardrobe, see what I actually want to continue to own and then like plan pieces to complement it. I'm like, I have a job to do now. <laughs> um, well, listen, thank you so much, Irene, for joining me today. And thank you all for listening. As, as always, subscribe, share, review, let everyone know how much you love it. Um, it helps. Get five it. stars, five stars for oh! me. <laughs> She's biased. She's biased. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you.